show you your brown baby shoes now. My, how you have grown. Ain't it nice to fly? You're waving as soft clouds go by, but please won't be still of its own free will. Say you want to go exploring, you got to find some truth. You can't stand one more day of Christians shouting down at you. Say you don't dig politics, that never was your bag People who could run for office, wave their private flag Ain't it nice to fly you waving as all clouds go by But peace won't be still of its own free will Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete, and surrounding areas. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, along with the members of the Fourth Estate crew. What's up, crew? Good morning. Now we can say crew. (laughs) You're back. Hey, Miko. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? We missed you, Miko. Missed you guys, too. (laughs) How you feeling? Great. Great. Uh Uh-huh. Did you have a, a good weekend? I had a great weekend. I had a Thank wonderful you. Christmas, New Year's Eve. That's what I'm talking about, Rico. It was great, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you get good toys? Yeah, this is one of my gifts right great here. Toy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Shiny. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like, you Me just, too. Did you see that, Mobili? <laughs> oh. Mobili? Stop hating, Mobili. Okay. <laughs> No, I didn't see that. I'm, I was looking see? down. Oh, okay. All right. You were looking in shame when people were you? <laughs> <laughs> I see that hate look on your face. When you... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. What's up, man? Not too much. You all right? I just want to give a shout out to Damar Hamlin. Yeah. Thank God. Buffalo Bills. Um, yes. He pulled through. Mm-hmm. He's so pulling glad, through. Man. So glad he's all right, man. I tell you what, that is, we're going to talk about that. Um, well, I guess we might as well talk about it briefly now. You know, that situation with the NFL and the and its insurance uh, situation is bad. The insurance policy yeah. is bad, very bad. And I watched an interview with Warren Sapp as he was talking about uh, as he was talking about that, mm-hmm. right? And so his so his conversation was uh, went like this after. Playing 16 years in the NFL, 16 years, 
of getting beaten down or whatever it is. You know, I mean, not play ball. And you're talking about when when each down, each down, it's like being in, uh, it's like being in fifteen hundred car crashes. Hmm. I was getting ready to say that it's like being in a car crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine all those people, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, and that is no fun. Uh, but well, it, it actually is fun then, you know, until somebody gets hurt. Yeah. It all, it's always fun until somebody gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, these people get hurt every Sunday, yeah. every Monday, and sometimes Saturday, right? And they travel and they go into, they endure what condition, weather conditions that are totally horrible quite often just for our entertainment, right? For yeah. years they do this. And it goes on and on and on until one day somebody gets hurt. Now, as long as you are able to rehab and as long as you are, able, as you are young enough to bounce back and come back and play, then it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what? So so now once you're done, they cover you. They'll cover you for a little while. But then the insurance stops. And then once that insurance stops, what do you do? You have to pay for your own insurance. Why should you have to pay for your own insurance after you've entertained us in a coliseum as a gladiator right. for 16-plus years getting battered and, and, and beaten, you know, under horror? I mean, I mean, that's terrible. That's terrible. And for them not to cover you, these people, these people go through horrible deaths. Even <clears throat> in many cases, like they're fine. You know, since they they found out about the, um, oh god, the the constriction uh-huh. of that that takes place at the base of the brain uh-huh. because of the because of the numbers of blows that 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 are, that are taken. Um, well, yeah, Bill Smith did a movie that, that right. the concussion or well, it was about concussions, right? And uh, what happens in the <clears throat> in sports like that? But they were talking about I know before because, like you said, players have gotten injured. They were supposed to be giving them those special helmets. <coughs> what happened to that? They only mm-hmm. use them during practice. Mm. That's not enough. And yeah, I mean, what what was horrible about that whole incident is the NFL actually wanted to continue the game, and it was the Bills that said no. We don't want to continue to the game. We want to go to the hospital, see if he's okay. Yeah, yeah pretty much players from both sides mm-hmm. saying, uh, we're then they, not going to play football. Yeah, they donated the money. Yeah. 30 minutes. That's yeah. all they cared about was his life, and NFL clearly didn't. Right, right, right. They cared more about the game, and that's, that's, that's what everybody was, was really talking about. <laughs> that is problematic. Mm-hmm. That, that, for me, is problematic. And I never thought that... <clears throat> You know, when you're when you're twenty some years old, you know, you're thinking you're immortal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, you know, we're in the gym two, three times a day. Uh, you know, eating whatever the heck you want to eat. You know, and also we can play a game that may or may not be lucrative for us, right? We may or may not make it to the NFL. I think you have an increasing number of people now making it to the NFL than you did than you did before, yeah. the, but the longevity of those individuals is in question mm-hmm. is, is the issue. Yeah. So I think that what we're seeing now with regard to with regard to longevity in the NFL, I think we're seeing people who are becoming more who are becoming smarter about that issue, uh-huh. right? And they're retiring at younger ages. And they are able because because they don't they're, they're not uh, they don't want to take that risk taking that risk right exactly I mean that's uh, that's rough that's rough it know? is but it's also rough too for those players that you know this is their life this is their their dream <laughs> and yes a lot of them don't want to retire you know because they're thinking what am I going to do now after this and most of them end up going into broadcasting. Most of them get asked to broadcast the games. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, The uh, Monday night incident, though, goes beyond brain injuries, head injuries. This was a chest injury. This was cardiac. Yeah, this is cardiac. So his heart stopped, and that's why you know the players were you know in the audience was in such distress because we had never seen 
I had never seen people getting CPR on the field. Yeah, for nine minutes. Yeah. So now, did he run. get hit or did he hit someone? Because I keep hearing two different stories. Well, he, he he tackled he hit somebody. somebody. Okay. And uh, but he, I think he he made too much of of depression on his chest when he made the tackle. Yeah, because he and he went caused he, the heart. Stop. Yeah, he was running. I mean, he hit him pretty hard, pretty fast. And then all of a sudden, he just he fell over. Yeah, he stood up and fell over. Yeah. So that was scary. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. another, you know, you have to wonder what, how coaches are coaching kids in football from early on. And are we making, are we, are we putting them under pressure to make bigger and harder plays? You know, well, as they as they move on through their career, he's out of college and in the NFL now. Is he under pressure to make? Harder hits, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, the fact that he's only a 24-year-old man and he's already so engaged in this community, that's one of the good things about uh, having that platform. So, right. you know, you got to, you know, hats off to him. Well, Absolutely. Walter, you were in the sport, so is it is it a lot of pressure? I'm sure it is, obviously, especially in the, in the NFL. You got to yeah. be top-notch, right? right? right. So. Is I mean, I never played in the NFL, but I mean, going as, as you go up in, you know, from high school to to college, and then college, you know, is where is pretty much the cutoff point, mm-hmm. right? And nowadays, you know, things have just changed. It's 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 a totally different thing now, a totally different animal. It literally is taking a life of its own mm-hmm. because as we as we move forward now, we see legislate the legislature getting involved. Right, with regard to things like money, right? Right, they got to look at, at money. Um, you know, are these you know college, colleges make billions of dollars yeah. off of these these young souls? So, and, and these kids don't see a dime of it, or didn't see a dime of it. Right, and uh, the more pressure in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't see a dime of it until until um, until this, this legislation started up. And and they they brought into question whether or not it was okay to pay these guys for the the use of their image, their numbers, and things like that. Okay. And now now let me tell you, I I'm in favor of them being paid. I am I am in favor of that, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm in favor of it because these kids may as I said before they may or may not make it to the NFL. Okay. And if they make it, how successful are they going to be? How long are they going to be there? Yeah. Many of them come from uh, come from impoverished homes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, situations where they may not ever see that money. You know, especially I mean, imagine if they get hurt. How many people have I seen get hurt and come back as a security officer, just telling stories, war stories about, you know, playing football? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of them, right? And, uh, you know, you go back home and they sit on the corner telling the stories. That's all they have the stories left over. And they're injured. And they haven't gotten their degree. Now, some of them are also on scholarships. Some of them are on scholarships. And they lose those scholarships. Right, which is what I mean by putting, putting them under even more pressure. Yeah, because they got to make the grades and, right. oof. Yep, yep. And it's at that point... That the the you know they start peeling back the layers at that point mm-hmm. because when when that when that's over with, whoa, that's when you start realizing they're taking these classes. What kind of classes were they taking? They were taking basket weaving and things like that in order so they can yeah, stay they can stay on the football field, mm-hmm. right? And they're not finishing anything. Whereas that now mind you, and these are predominantly now mind you, these are predominantly black. Players, right, right. Now, watch this. I've seen where you have, uh, God, what's the guy's name? I forget his name now. You have guys who are quarterbacks who are getting their master's degrees, or in the middle of grad school, right? Uh, And you have guys who are uh, practicing attorneys. Or, or, yeah, the practicing attorneys after they retire from the NFL because they've already gone through law school, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember who it is who is a who is uh, a famous quarterback, uh, Hall of Famer, who 
who's actually an attorney. I mean, this is this is what it is. This is how it is. Yeah. They 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 come in prepared to to, to have it. something to fall back on. Yeah. Right. I had I went in having something to fall back on. I didn't go in going to college uh, playing football like that. Right. Oh, so you I, I, didn't, to I didn't go, to go on a scholarship. Nope, I didn't go on a football scholarship at all. I went to, I, I was recruited, mm-hmm. but I did not go to those schools for, for, I went to FAMU. So when I got to FAMU, I was on, I was about the books. Mm-hmm. I walked on, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, a lot of a lot of people walk on and they, you know, they, they never get their degree. They never bother getting their degrees. Some people, you know, come in on scholarships and they still... Um, and their football scholarships, athletic scholarships, and they don't get their degree. We have got to begin to, con- we've got to continue to encourage and, and put the pressure on from that perspective uh, to focus in on our kids getting uh, degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Getting degrees. Michael Jordan went back and got his degree in, math- in mathematics, yeah. Oh, in mathematics. Shaquille O'Neal, PhD. You, you know, and, and, and no, Ludicrous. nobody else, nobody else did it for him. He actually did it. <laughs> Shout out to Shaq on that one. <laughs> Root to the bruh. So yeah, he got it. He definitely got it. So, I mean, you are not, you know, this is not a, uh, this is not for the faint of heart at all in, in this, in this, in this discussion. It, it goes much deeper than just, you know, uh, well, the, the the insurance companies and so forth, it goes into how do we make up for that? How do we how do we um, supplement what we're about to do mm-hmm. when we step into the NFL, right? And that's what that's what's most important right there is to make sure they have something to fall back on. Yeah, you know, I, you know, for me, I had an engineering degree to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You, see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, made all the difference in the world for me. I mean, you know, well, I say all the difference in the world, but I didn't come from an impoverished home either. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So either way, I was going to be fine. But most of us are not in that situation. Yeah. They're not in that situation. So um, so let's see. We have <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today, a lot to talk about. Um, the, the January 2nd, this is the anniversary of the, this week was the anniversary of the January 2nd insurrection. January 6th, excuse me, insurrection. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. This was, I can't say it, damn. Because you have to hit the butt, the, the dump button if I say it, don't you? <laughs> All right, well, anyway, this was a bleep show, right? This week we saw how many times did... Did Congress vote? Oh, jeez. Was it 15? It was on the 15th ballot. I should have thought it was 16. 16? But that's that's okay. I start counting after 13. And he won. I was like, so he finally won. I'm like, man, listen, this is, that's, that, that was garbage, man. That was horrible. That was horrible. They should have just gone ahead and give it to Jeffries, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It would have been too much like right. Oh, way too much like right, man. That was horrible, man. That was terrible. But, you know, we see this behavior. We see this behavior. And we see the leadership. Mm-hmm. And we see the leadership. We, we trace it back to um, uh, number 45-ism. Yeah. As, as we say on this show, because we don't say the name. Mm-hmm. But we trace it back to number 45-ism, Right. And then we trace we trace it back further to Tea Partyism, right? Because the attitude of the people involved is exactly like that. It's exactly like that, and it's it's. Um, I'm going to take the ball. I'm going to take the ball and go home. <laughs> type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. These people have like a bunch of spoiled brats. Yes, and. They're, they're so f- afraid of black leadership. So afraid of black leadership. Look at, I mean, okay, let's look at the, at the governor, right? The governor says what well, he calls, he calls anything that's black. <laughs> what is it? Uh, woke. Yeah, stay woke. woke. Yeah, woke, woke culture. 
Yep. Wokeism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hell? Even we think that's corny. <laughs> Dude, come up with a better, I mean, at least come up with a better term. I mean, you know, if you're going to insult me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I just, I just really think that it is in poor taste how they handled it. Uh, the fact that they did it that many times is I mean, are they allowed to do that that many times? That, you know? Yeah, because they couldn't move on with the Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow it. <laughs> but seriously, if that hadn't been someone black, they wouldn't have done it that many times. But if Jeffries had done that. Yeah, but they're begging. This guy said they're begging for these, for these last few votes. So he can, so he can win. And he won. How? I, 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 I don't get it because he Concessions. kept. He, yeah. What? what Concessions, you, making uh-huh. sure lots of uh, 45ers on these committees, exactly. making sure a lot of backroom horse trading occurred. Absolutely. I kind of figured Absolutely. that, yeah. Absolutely. And then that Absolutely. one crazy rule that only one of them can unseat him. <laughs> only one. Uh, only one. Like the Sith. There can be only one. <laughs> what was it? The Highlander. Highlander, yeah, Highlander. That that's you know, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, I, I thought we were adults, right? I thought, and 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 this is just not. Now I, I will say this. I will say this. There is some sense that that uh, the right is moving towards eliminating the 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 bad imagery of forty fiveism. Right? The embarrassment that went along with being followers of this guy. I mean, do you see that? I, I see it. Yeah, of course. I see it. I mean, I, you know, so kudos to them for that at least. After the midterm losses, they, <laughs> they are kind of walking around with their tail between their legs. Ooh, big time, big time. But I think, I think we're, I think, I think that they are seeing a real change there. Mm-hmm. It's so good for them on that point. And good for us. Because I'm tired of that mess. That's just ridiculous. Um, you know, a, a bunch of um, people acting as though they're, they're children and the violence that, that was taking place. That whole, that, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. There are those who would argue that, okay, um, you know, it's good they did it. It's good that they, 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 they had the insurrection because that proves it can be done. Uh, no. Are you kidding me right now? If we sat up there and did the same... Now everybody's heard this. Everybody's heard it. Everybody said it. If we did the same thing, there'd be a whole... Well, we wouldn't even made it that far, far first of all. A whole bunch of dead folks on that, black folks on that, on that lawn. You know hear mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And, and a bunch of court cases, mm-hmm. and, and they and didn't know exactly who it was, and, and it wouldn't be any question, and they'd be raiding our houses, and they'd be putting us in, in, in uh, what do you call them, camps, concentration camps, until it can get around to... Re-education centers. Right, right, there right. We go, exactly. Re-educate, excuse me. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Re-education centers. Uh, thank you, Attorney Douglas. Yeah, there you uh, go. You know, this is, what, this, is what, this is what they do, right? And this is what we're moving towards. This is what, we've, what we moved towards under 45. Yeah. And literally, I think that, uh, especially you know, when, you have, when you have a president, a sitting president, who's sitting there talking about taking the Constitution and tearing it up and starting over again. What? Terrible. What? I'm sorry. I dis I disagree with that with that with that thought process completely. I, I mean, mind you, I do realize there are some flaws. There's some serious flaws. But I mean, hey man, you know, mm-mm. last time we did that, we got the Constitution. So let's let's remember that. Yeah. I can tell you right now, dude. There's, there's no way on God's green earth that. I mean, if I take up arms, I take up arms, right? But we're talking about true, full armed insurrection that these people went in, and they. I mean, it. Did you see what these people did? Mm. They were knocking on the doors, looking for. Yeah. Yes. Cussing out Congress people. And trapping them in, and 
People had guns drawn. Right. And if I'm they like, didn't have the metal detectors, it would have been much worse. They were oh, ready to man. assassinate. Yeah, kill Mike Pence, yeah. I think, was mm-hmm. the growing champ. They were going to hang people. They were trying to go after Pelosi, too. Well, at least they didn't say nobody black. Oh, and the one black security guard. I'm sure they did. They was there defending himself with a baton. Right. That was crazy, man. That was absolutely crazy. I had never seen you know, but hey, you know. Did, did you see the clip of uh, McCartney and, and Gates b- before I the. I saw that, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a little too close, bro. Mm-hmm. And him and Ilion Omar, that face that he made. Don't talk to her. Don't yeah, need to talk yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you know, I, it was. It was. It was uh, elected official Gates. Let's call it. I don't know how. It's girl. a beep show. Oh, yes. <laughs> beep show. Beep show. Beep show. I did not say peep show. I said beep. <laughs> the beep. Beep show. I said it because I cannot say the word. I want to say it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm trying to be good today. <laughs> this good old Sunday morning. They got to do it for Jesus. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. So, so we're, after we talk to our friends here today from Toba, we're going to talk a little more about what happened this past week mm-hmm. in the city council when uh, District 5 uh, Councilor uh, Orlando Goose brought to the attention of the public the issue he had with the Police Benevolent Association's questionnaire. Now, when you run for office, they give you questionnaires. Different organizations give you questionnaires, unions, organizations, uh, whether it's, uh, it could be the Chamber of Commerce or whomever it is, mm-hmm. they give you these questionnaires. And the questionnaires are so that you can get, and they, they choose somebody who's going to be endorsed. Yeah. You know, it doesn't quite work out that way quite often. Um, there are favorites and going in, so we know how that how that goes. So yeah. But anyway, let me tell you, uh that was another beep show. And the reason it's a beep show is because there were some questions there that were completely inappropriate. Completely inappropriate. So we're gonna talk about that when we when we uh when we come back off the break. But before we do that, let's talk to our friends. We don't have a drum roll thing. Drum roll. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> From Toba, right here in 2023. This is a, how many years we've been doing this, Karen Owens? Um, at least seven. Yeah, about seven years we've been doing this thing. Yeah. Right. So, hey, Carrie. Hey, how Walter. I'm great. How are you? All right. All right. Another Most year. black and highly favored. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Won't he do it? Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Well. Amen. Well. <laughs> I need to go to church after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I will be there. Really do. Really do. Pray for me, y'all. Mm. <laughs> so, so listen, <laughs> uh, in studio with us, uh, we have uh, Ms. Carrie Knowles and attorney Will Douglas III. Will? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, brother. How are you? All right. All right. Fan. All right. I did fangirl over you off air, though, but I'm man <laughs> enough to do it on the air. I'm a fan. I listen intently, regularly. I am. I, if I was white, I'd blush. And I, and I have, I have a you get darker. Face. You get a little darker, brother. <laughs> yeah, I see all right. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all right. That's all right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys coming in this morning. Thank um, you every Every year, this same time, I expect to hear... From Toba. As a matter of fact, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mobili was like, "Hey man, is, Col- is Toba coming in this year?" <laughs> so yeah, we got Toba. We got we Toba. They made it. They made it, Mobili. Yes, see, they made it. <laughs> so so Toba, the MLK Day breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Leadership breakfast. Leadership breakfast. Yes, man. What's it like waking up that early in the morning, dude? Mm. I have to wake up. I've, I've done it before. And I'm like, Jesus. First of all, it's cold. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. 
And I, I, first time I did it, I was like, man, this show, this food show better be good. <laughs> I mean, you know. And it's the speaker better be even better. Yes, so they will be. Who do we have as a speaker this year? I'll hand it over to Attorney Douglas to handle that, our co-chair of this year's breakfast. Thank you so much, Sister Nose. And uh, good morning, everyone. We actually have Dr. Rosalind Clark Artis uh, speaking at the keynote. She's a, a very impressive woman, the uh, first black woman president of uh, Benedict College up in uh, Columbia, mm-hmm. South Carolina. And our theme for this year is Dream Like King. And I will say, brother, what will keep you warm is the message to motivate you and to give us the marching orders we need to go forward in 2023. Because it's more than lip service. It's uh, an impactful, intentional event where we hold our uh, elected officials. We celebrate them from being there, but we see who's going to be held accountable in December. Because we all know who's doing things in January for the photo ops and the parades. Hello, everyone doing the parade. Nothing against those things, but let's... Be intentional mm-hmm. with our uh, our time and our energy. Thank Absolutely. you for having me. Absolutely, I, I I like that. I like that. I, I I don't I don't go. I make no bones about that fact. I don't go. Uh, I, I've been like when I was when I ran for office, I did it because you know you have to do it. Uh, but at the same time, the the other reason I did it was because if I am going to be in that role, whatever that role is, people need to see. Me. They need to be intentional, and, and I need to be intentional visibility. with that, with visibility. Mm-hmm. However, I'm always visible. They, they, the first time they see me, yeah. right. right? And I remember going into the actual going into the into the parade. The last time I did it, I had a former student who he and his brother both were both students of mine, and they stopped the parade. You know, you're not supposed to stop the parade right. the or anything. They but. stopped the parade and said, Walter Smith, Mr. Smith, there we go. come and come say something to the people. Wow. I'm like, dude, we got, we got to move the parade. <laughs> no, nah, man, come on. Everybody want to hear what you got to say. Mm-hmm. And, and he told them who I was to him and what I meant to him, right? That meant a lot. That meant a lot, Right. And I think that, and I'm not saying that to brag about anything. I'm saying that to say that when you have made an impact mm-hmm. on people, right, it is important that these are the people that, that, that we are putting in office, right, who, who you see all the time or you see on a consistent basis in some way. And that, that's not what we're seeing anymore. Mm. We're not seeing that in a lot of people, in a lot of people. Uh, you don't see them until it's time to, to try to get mm-hmm. that vote, right? And, and everybody's heard that before, right? Last week's so, show, indeed, talking about the Republicans and exactly, Democrats exactly, coming out. None exactly. of the woodworks when it's time man, to Man, this man really was listening to me. I mean, I did say. <laughs> for real, okay, he be accountable. Man. The red wheel and everything, though. Man. I'm ready for court. Combat and all. Man. <laughs> This man pulled up an old. He even pulled up an old show. I was up. No, I was up. I saw Sunrise of the New Year though, so I was made sure I was up. I'm blushing again. Mm. (laughs) It's true, everyone. So so no, but but that's that's very that's a very real thing. And one thing about it is, um, Toba has been a the 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 Tampa organization on Black Affairs. For those of people who do not know. What Toba stands for the Tampa Organization on Black Affairs has been around for 43 40, years. 40, say 43 mm-hmm. years and counting, and, and, yeah, and counting. Yeah. And the, the funny thing about it is, the founders of the organization uh, are people that, and, and I, I say this uh, because I, I knew them. Mm-hmm. Who didn't right? know them? And it was like, it was like, man, you know, when I read the books about, you know, the information, the articles about Toad, I'm like, man, these are people my dad worked with mm-hmm. and things like that, you know. And I'm like, and, and they're not with us. Many of them are not with us anymore, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, you know, Bob Gilder, people like that who are instrumental in moving towards having a Toba, mm-hmm. right? Um, an organization like this is critical with regard to making certain that that our community has a voice that may not be on radio, but is behind those closed doors. 
Uh, and has key people in the room. A seat at the table. A seat at the table. Because like the Honorable Shirley says, Shirley Chillum said, if you don't have a seat, you better bring a folding chair. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I say make your own damn table. That's what it is. Build it you yourself. Know, build it yourself. Make them come to you. Yeah, exactly. I, I make my own damn because <laughs> I don't know what you're going to feed. Right? Um, but but I was, it was interesting because it's interesting to, to look at Toba and to consider... Uh, a documentary that I watched the other night with John Henry Clark, Dr. John Henry Clark, um, the elder, and uh, he said he said something that was very interesting. He said, "How do you say it?" He said that we cannot expect the people who taught us into oblivion, who led us into oblivion, to now teach us how to get power. Mm -hmm. yep. those, those are some very profound words mm -hmm. because we do that. The foundation of ethnic conflict is put the limited number in power to have resources that we plunder and we cooperate with them as they oppress. So... Foundation of colonialism. Imperialism, colonialism. Colonialism, all of the same. Yes. I yes. went to the GW School of Law, so I am the new face of colonialism, like to say. You know, that's that, that's and that's how it that's 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 a very real concept. Yeah. Right? I think that and I think that as we go into 2023, um, the biggest concern that I would have, and I, and I'm, I'm asking the question now. What is it that Toba is looking to do differently now than what it has done in the past? Sister knows. Um, so um, I'll start off by saying, of course, every year Toba's premier event is the MLK Breakfast that we kick off in January. Mm -hmm. And that's an opportunity for um, all facets of the community to come together um, in remembrance of Dr. King's legacy. So uh, that's something that we're very proud of uh, to have going on over 40 plus years later. Um, clearly, that has been a major impact in the community. Outside of the MLK Breakfast, uh, Toba is... Um, um, in conversations where they're agents of change, they're at the uh, table, whether it's in the corporate boardroom or other positions of power and influence, advocating on behalf of black people to make sure that they too can have a voice in the sea of change uh, right here in Tampa Bay. Um, out, um, outside of those conversations that are crucial. Um, Toba's also um, going into our fourth year, fourth cohort for the Leadership Institute, where we uh, recruit young black professionals throughout the city to come and learn about uh, civic engagement, uh, urban planning, economic development, areas that matter so that um, they can then go out into the community and help um, create the change that's needed for people of color, specifically black people here in Tampa Bay, uh, so that the quality of life can be better for uh, residents throughout the city. And um, yeah, Toba is just a part of these crucial conversations that are needed so that we too can wield the uh, influence and power that's needed um, to make um, Tampa a better place for all its residents. So we continue to be those agents of change, whether it's through uh, the Leadership Institute, the boardroom conversations, or even the community conversations so that people can voice their needs and that we can work on addressing those needs. So so are there any specific things there that, that uh, you'll be focusing in on, especially when it, when, when it uh, involves economic development. Um, so I know there have been talks of hosting an event for a um, almost like an investor circle. Um, so looking at group economics, uh, what can happen when black people specifically pull their money together and invest together, and um, you know what kind of um, economic 
power can come from that. So, um, you know, stay tuned. We're looking to kind of host that conversation and not only host a conversation, but come up with real tangible takeaways that uh, we can implement solutions. Exactly. That we can implement um, so that there can be more black owned businesses popping up throughout the city and um, to patron for us to have our funds and black dollars to black businesses Mm -hmm. and to Mm -hmm. to piggyback on what Susan Nope is saying through the leadership endeavor Leadership Institute, I was fortunate enough to be a graduate of last year's cohort, and under the stewardship of uh, Sister C.T. Harris, we were able to come up with a group economics project that we pitched to the city, that we held them accountable for some of the housing shortages that were there. So I will give Toba the credit that they not only are being at the table, and but they're making sure to connect other black professionals, as I am a native son of the city, but I just came back three years ago, but without Toba, I would not be in a position to be sitting with you uh, <laughs> fangirling as well. So. <laughs> and uh, we're, also, we're also focusing in on um, econo- um, education, uh, working with the school board to try to implement um, a program for students to where they are kind of being trained in the industries that they're interested in and um, getting real workforce experience as well. Um, so, you know, whether it's education, economic development, or um, even how to um, be on a nonprofit board, uh, we are educating our members and the community of um, how to conduct these conversations, um, what to ask for when you have the ear of the people that make decisions that influence and impact all of us. Um, You know, Toba is there pretty much educating um, our black professionals on how to help facilitate change. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, a few years back, I was speaking to um, James Ransom, <laughs> and uh, one of the things that it was a big issue that was happening with regard to the airport and uh, and, and black folks doing business with the airport, because of course the airport has basically become like a city oh, yeah. of its own, right? It's, it's, oh my gosh, it is it's gotten huge. And so, and there are a lot of moving parts there, a lot of moving parts. I know that um, Thomas Huggins has been, has been uh, uh, um, an ally in the past, um, and, and just a host of other people that right now their names uh, escape me. But I think that one of the biggest things that could have that, that happened there and that did happen there was to hold accountable the airport um, uh, commission for making certain that we had those jobs that were there and that the businesses are able to participate in those projects as lead lead uh, Contractors, Very much so. We make up 26% of the population in this city. And mm-hmm. uh, we make, nay, what, under 5% of the contract work? And that's generous if you even think that that high. So. Right, right, right. And, and so I think uh, when we talk about businesses and we talk about how far um, we've come and where we are right now, I think one of the things that we have to keep in mind is, uh, you know, we haven't won the game yet. No. You know, and, and I mean, we've made some strides, we've had some successes. But I think, you know, having a certain number of businesses is one thing. But having a certain number of businesses that are successful mm-hmm. is a whole, a whole other ballgame. Absolutely. And I think that is, that is where, where our focus needs to be, in, in my opinion. Agreed. In my opinion. Entrepreneurship, first and foremost. Successful entrepreneurship. Successful entrepreneurship, yes. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. but the only thing to do in that regard, we've got a family to feed. So, but no, yeah. we need to make sure because in that endeavor, we can hold people accountable. We can spend dollars intentionally and we can be a slave to no one's idea, you know, corporate ownership. So luckily the uh, flavor of the month, it seems to be inclusion at corporate America is 
profiting from, but there was a time in which our people were not able to vote, our people were not mm. able to patron certain businesses that are still around today. Mm. Insurance companies aside, all that jokes, but no, it's true. But I also don't want to um, undervalue the power of group, group economics and the beauty in that. And that's something that, you know, I personally would love to see in the future um, here in Tampa, more um, black people doing business with each other um, so that we can um, grow our um, buying power throughout the city. Absolutely. That would be a beautiful thing to see. And I think it's possible here in, in, in Tampa. And I'm sure it's happening in other places around the country. But, um, you know, as Tampa continues to grow and to become... Um, the best you know, cities in America to live in. Yes. As Forbes <laughs> and other business journals have said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one of the most um, <laughs> powerful cities, at least in this region, um, I would love to see, uh, you know, black people really make their imprint on the city um, in both public policy and economic power. Agree. As long as we value ourselves, right. because uh, we yeah. pay everyone their dollar and asking price, but we try to negotiate and haggle down amongst ourselves so right almost right. To the point where why even be a black professional if my own people are not going to patron me or trying to right what is it yeah, i mean like i don't know i think it's a mindset thing it that is. we have to kind of grow out of mm-hmm. um and building trust um, um amongst each other and um really committing to that um type of economic change that's 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 needed but trust is like the core foundation in all of that and being willing to uh have those conversation and make those exchanges so we need to start there and then grow from from there absolutely and and, but that's that's been an ongoing thing for us the issue of trust Mm -hmm. right well look i i'm not trying to put a damper on anything I'm just these are just words of encouragement, right? And, and because I know that Toba has been that institution that has been tremendous in its work over the years. I know that Toba. I know that my predecessor, Otis Anthony, was uh, very high on Toba, uh, very hopeful about the future of Toba and the future of Tampa. And the future of Black Tampa, in particular, mm-hmm. indeed. And I think that uh, I think that as we as we move forward, we march forward, mm. um, that we are going to see some serious, serious differences because we have now taken an attitude of self sufficiency, right? We are now taking on an attitude of group economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm, I, you know, I see uh, businesses come together and they, they uh, go in to bid on projects. I see businesses come together and they, uh, they create uh, communities, uh, like literal communities, housing like areas. Like exactly. The whole things thing. in Pinellas, yes. other surrounding area. We need to do that here in Hillsboro. And they've done outstanding job there. Outstanding job there. I mean, very progressive, extremely progressive. And I think that that we we need to be more uh, progressive and aggressive here. And I encourage that with everybody out there who's listening right now to be more progressive and aggressive. Absolutely, this is this is important. Be aggressive. Be be (laughs) right, 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 right. So I mean, uh, that is something that that we that uh, I pray people will do uh, as we go into this new year. And I encourage folks, please, to make sure that you um, get, get your tickets. Please get those tickets. Now, where, where? We, cannot, now we cannot say a price. Of course. But mm-hmm. where can people get their tickets from? They can get their tickets. Oh, Ms. Knowles. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, you can um, get your tickets online by visiting us at tobanetwork.org. And, um, you know, on the homepage, I believe there's a link uh, to the breakfast where you can buy tickets. Um, so you could start there. As well as corporate sponsored sponsorship options. We're talking about uh, corporate accountability. Please dig deep, everybody. It is a write-off. Yeah. Ah. And um, yeah, like you said, the corporate tables are available and uh, this all will lead you to uh, Eventbrite. So 
whether you go through our website or go to Eventbrite and type in, you know, Topa MLK Leadership Breakfast, either or will lead you to the same place. Okay. And, um, you know, there are still seats available, uh, but they're selling fast uh, every year. You know, we sell out days before. So I encourage you uh, to not wait till the last minute because, uh, you know, every year we have to turn people away because there's no more availability. So if you're interested in going, um, go online today, buy your tickets and uh, please join us at our new location, the JW Marriott Water Street. Street, Yes. uh, Which is down by Sparkman's Wharf. Beautiful accommodation. I must say they were gracious enough to. Absolutely. So we're very excited to be in this new venue and to be celebrating Dr. King's uh, legacy with an even larger audience uh, than we've had in the past. 1,800 now? What are Uh, we doing? I'm not sure exactly, but it's somewhere around 16. So it's a larger facility. Yes. 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 So more people can join us this year than ever before. So I love that. Encourage you to come out. (sighs) Let me ask you a question. Now, as an environmental man, we're going into into the NPR hour, into the NPR moments. But let me ask this question. As an environmental man, what is the, is there is there anything so far in terms of policies that have been made about the direction that Toba's going in um, with, with uh, environmentalism at all or participating in environmentalism? Um, so in terms of environmentalism, I will say we did have uh, for one of our groups from the Leadership Institute focus on sustainability mm-hmm. and um, look at a community garden uh, for black neighborhoods throughout Tampa. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a conversation that's been started with community leaders to make that a reality. Um, so we're looking into community gardens and um, also looking at um, neighborhood cleanups, but there is always room to do more in terms of environmentalism, Mm -hmm. especially as our world becomes more and more polluted. Um, But Toba is um, uh, starting with the focus on black communities in terms of um, community gardens. Well, you gotta start somewhere. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I can appreciate that. And uh, I will be working more closely with Toba. Please, regard, please, I guarantee that. I we guarantee welcome that. all input from yeah, the community yeah. to make our world a better place. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You know, I got, I got to say this. Um, you know, I know your mom and you. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we are very close. Yes, 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 yes. So every year, I get, I get, I can say this because I watched her grow. <laughs> Little Carrie, has mm-hmm. come in. She's, I'm, she's, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Every year. I mean, the first, I mean, straight out of college, she comes up and she pops up. I'm like, what you? I'm sitting up there looking. If you you can see me on Facebook, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) what you doing here? You know? And I mean, she just hit hit the ground running. And I mean, I'm so proud to see you do this and do it every year now. Yes, yes. Every year. Thank you. I know your folks are very, very proud, very happy uh, to see your progress and see what you're doing. Um, Will? Yes, brother. Good to meet you, man. Thank Good you. Good to meet you. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Um, is there anything else you guys want to share with the folks? I, just as a daughter of the city and, you know, second sure generation Toba, um, I'm glad to be able to come here and join you all every year to talk about, um, you know, what we're doing to 